Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight, Lady Esther presents the Screen Guild players in the Warner Brothers story, My Reputation, an absorbing study of a woman who faces and solves a great problem in her life. It stars Alexis Smith as Jessica and Wayne Morris as Scott, the Lady Esther Screen Guild players in My Reputation. wonderful Paul, whom I'd loved so much, was dead. I'd known there'd be a morning like this. I'd known for two years, all through those months when Paul had been so ill. Now all I had left were the boys. Gee, there's going to be a swell ball game today. Yeah, I wonder who's going to pitch. The two boys with problems of their own. And, of course, Mother with hers. Jessica, I'll arrange to have all your summer things dyed. Naturally, you're going to wear black. Everyone seemed to have something to do, something to think of. Everyone but me. That morning, for the first time, I was alone. And through the next two months, it grew steadily worse. Extra empty hours each day. Sleepless, lonely hours each night. But I made a pretense of keeping busy until the boys went east to school. That evening, I returned to the house. I closed the front door, and a wave of terror settled all around me. I was frantic, almost hysterical, I think, when I picked up the phone and put a call through to Jenna. Hello? Jenna. Jenna, it's Jess. Can I come and see you now? I've got to. I can't stand it here alone. Let me stay with you tonight. Why, of course, darling. Come on. Thanks, Jenna. Thank you so much. Jenna, was it too dreadful of me to phone to impose on you like this? Why, of course not. Carrie's asleep. I was just brewing myself some tea. What's the trouble, Jess? Oh, I don't know. I just couldn't take it. I couldn't be alone anymore. Oh, Jess, dear. I must look awful. When I took the boys to the train, people turned and stared at me. One old man asked me if I was ill. Jenna, Jenna, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? First, you're going to have a cup of tea. Oh, I've tried. You know I have. I've worked every day at the hospital. But when the day's over and I go up to that empty room of mine... Now drink your tea, Jess. It'll steady you. I'm sorry, Jenna. It's awful to come here like this. I'm so sorry. Stop saying that. There, that's better. Jess, this is no time for waste sympathy. The old man at the train was right. You are ill. Very ill. Oh, but, Jenna, I've never been ill in my life. Not that ill. It isn't always the body that goes to pieces. Sometimes it's the mind. You've got to start being yourself for a change. Oh, but, Jenna... Oh, it just makes me sick, the way you've let everyone manage you all your life. First, your mother. And you always gave in because she worked on your sympathy. Then you married Paul, and it started all over because you loved him. You liked music and plays, but Paul liked horses and golf. You liked to swim, he liked to fish. Have you any idea how he monopolized your life? That's funny. I always thought that you and Carrie asked us to join you because you liked Paul so much. I just tagged along. Well, you've got to stop tagging along. You aren't Mrs. Paul Drummond anymore. You're Jessica Drummond. 
You're just starting a whole new life. Oh, I, I wish it were as simple as that. Listen, Carrie and I are going to Lake Tahoe next week. We have the loan of a cabin. Why don't you come along? Oh, I don't think I can afford it, Jenna. You must beg, borrow, or steal, but get off the diamond and live for a while. <laughs> Sounds too good to be true. Oh, there'll be plenty of snow. We can ski. It'll do us all good. Oh, Mother will have a conniption fit. Well, it'll do her good, too. Oh, please. Come, Jen. All right. I will. That night, just saying yes. That was a great step forward for me. And then everything else seemed to fit together, to make a pattern for the rest of my life. Jenna and Lake Tahoe and the snow-covered hills <laughs> and a broken ski. I remember the sun was going down and my courage with it. I'd floundered around for almost two hours and still had no idea of where I was. I stopped for a moment to catch my breath, and, and as I stood there, he came gliding through the woods and stopped in front of me. Hello. Trouble? Well, I... I the, the, the ski's broken. Anyone who can do that to a ski shouldn't be wandering in the woods alone. Oh, I'm sorry to bother you. I know it's stupid of me, but I've been going around in circles for hours, and I don't know where I am, and I... Not I, so fast. Well, Please. Well, I'm, I'm staying at the Grant cabin, you see, and I know it's somewhere around here, but I just can't get my bearings well, in... Wait a minute. Wait a minute. One thing at a time. Now, first of all, you're staying at the Grant cabin. All right, look down there through those trees. No, more to the left. No, swing around here and... Please. Oh, I was just turning you around in the right direction. Now stop worrying about my intentions for a second and look. The cabin's right down there. Oh, <laughs> I do see it now. That's lesson number one. Now, lesson number two is how to get there. Oh, oh, I can get there now. It was awfully nice of you. I mean, you really needn't bother. In 30 minutes, it'll be too dark to see. Oh, but... I'll take you down. You can stand on the back of my skis. Oh, I can't. I'm just learning I'll upset your balance. Well, suppose you leave that to me. Come on, get aboard. That's it. Now put your arms around my waist. That's the stuff. Now all you have to do is hold tight and relax. Especially relax. His name was Scott Landis. Major Scott Landis, U.S. Army Engineers. Jenna and Carrie took to him at once, and when it started snowing, they insisted that he stay overnight. And then right after dinner, they, they made some silly excuses about being sleepy. And before I knew it, there we were, alone. This strange man and I, sitting together in front of the fire. You know, I'm glad you weren't sleepy, too. <laughs> well, I ought to be. I haven't had so much exercise in weeks. <laughs> I'd say it looks rather well on you. Oh, I love it here. I hate to think of leaving in a week. I... I shouldn't say that. Why not? I have responsibilities. I have two boys, 12 and 14. <laughs> Is that my cue to say you don't look old enough to have boys 12 and 14? <laughs> you have an odd way of catching people on everything. You expect stock phrases. I don't at all. Now, confess it. Haven't you been hermetically sealed up to now? Well, in, in a way. You like it? No. No, not entirely, but... When you're used to a thing, I suppose it's that It's time you... to change. You're very self-sufficient, aren't you? Well, I, I don't know. I never gave it much thought. No. You wouldn't. You're not the type. I like you, Jessica. I like you very much. So much I might even want to kiss you. Oh, please. Now I suppose you'll get suddenly sleepy. Yes. Yes, as a matter of fact, I am. 
Good night, Major Landis. Good night, Jessica. I, uh, will be seeing you again, Major Landis. I wouldn't be a bit surprised. They've gone to sleep again. Come in, but be quiet. Nicer than to leave a fire for us. Have a good time tonight? Oh, it was fun. And tomorrow I'll be going back. Um, would you like a nightcap? Let's drink to our... Oh, oh dear, I forgot. Look, my cabin's not too far away. We can make it in snowshoes in 15 minutes. Come on, I'd like to see my little shack. Would you? Sure. We can't stand here whispering like a couple of high school kids after a date. Why not? Well, mainly because it's not my line. And may I ask, what is your line? This. Stop it. Stop it, please. I told you I didn't want to be kissed. Why not? We get along well. We spent most of our days this week together. You're grown up. Or are you? If you have any idea that I'm that kind of woman... What kind of woman? I've known a great many different kinds. I'm sure you have. All of them rather nice. In fact... Even if they didn't act like heroines in a 19th century novel. I think you'd better go. I think so, too. Good night, Jessica. Be sure and lock your door. Mrs. Drummond, you've hardly touched your dinner again. I'm sorry, Anna. I just haven't any appetite. I thought that trip would do you so much good. All these weeks since you've been back. I'll be all right. Anna. Anna, was there any mail today? Well, I gave it to you, Mrs. Drummond. Oh, that's right. You did, didn't you? Were there any calls? I was out for a while, you know, almost an hour. Just the laundry, Mrs. Drummond. The late again this week. And your mother. If she said she'd call back. I'll take it, Anna. Hello? That's you, Jessica. This is Scott. Scott. Oh, Scott Landis, what are you doing here? Military secret. I was just transferred. You know, you weren't very nice running away from Tahoe without even giving me your telephone number. I had to look it up. <laughs> was that so much trouble? Not at all. Or I wouldn't have done it. I can see you haven't changed at all. Uh, are you busy tonight? Would you like to come over for a drink? I'm sorry, I can't. I'm tied up with an old girlfriend and her new husband. Oh, that sounds rather complicated. Oh, no, no. Always get along with their husbands. Generally like them better than the girls. <laughs> How about dinner tomorrow night? Oh, I'd love it. Well, look, I can't leave the post till after five. Why don't you meet me here? The Lakeside Apartments. The Lakeside, all right. Six o'clock sharp? Six o'clock sharp. Nice girl. Goodbye. Goodbye. Anna. Anna, I'm going out to dinner tomorrow night. That's nice. Which dress will you want? Will you be going to one of those fancy places? Well, I'm meeting him at the Lakeside Apartments. Oh, of course, we'll go directly out somewhere to dinner. Of course. Jessica, how can you think of such a thing? If what Anna happened to tell me is true... Yes, it's quite true. I'm going over to meet Major Landis at his place. Jessica, are you mad? Have you gone completely out of your mind? Mother, please don't use that tone with me. I'm not a child. You forced me to treat you like one. This... On top of that trip to Lake Tahoe, the whole town is talking enough as it is. A lot of gossipy old women with nothing better to talk about. The very idea. Going to a strange man's apartment. Not even someone we know. I know him. Jenna and Carrie know him, and what's more, they like him. They would. Birds of a feather. 
Jessica, I forbid you. Forbid me? I'm 33 years old. I've done nothing to be ashamed of, and I don't intend to. Well, naturally. After all, you are a Kimbo. Then what are you so upset about? It's the principle of the thing. You're defenseless, a woman alone. You must be twice as circumspect. I notice, for instance, you're not wearing black. Nor do I intend to wear it anymore. Jessica, if you won't think of yourself, at least remember your duty to Paul. Keep Paul's name out of this, you hear? Don't ever mention it again. Jessica! You talk about duty. It's your duty to go to those gossips and tell them to shut up. You talk so much about wanting to help me. All you really want is to drag me into your little black cell with you. And I won't allow you to. I won't. Jessica, you come right back here. Where are you going? To give those old biddies something to gossip about. The second act of the Lady Esther Screen Guild show will follow in a moment. Now, a word from Lady Esther. Do you remember last summer when your skin began to get suntanned? Could you find a shade of face powder that was just right for your suntanned skin? So many women have told me they never could find a flattering suntan shade. And that's why I created my heavenly new Malibu Tan face powder. My new Lady Esther Malibu Tan was specially designed for suntanned skin and to give untanned skin that vital suntanned look. Malibu Tan is a different kind of suntan shade. So soft, subtle, flattering. You'll adore it the moment you try it. And the longer you wear it, the more thrilled you'll be. Because Malibu Tan never turns reddish on your skin, never gets that ugly orange tinge. Here at last is a summer tan shade of powder which holds its true color on your skin. This summer, smart women everywhere will wear Lady Esther Malibu Tan. No matter where you are, at the beach, in the country, or in town, Malibu Tan will make all your summer clothes look so much smarter and you so much more stunning. Malibu Tan is fashion right and beauty right. It's summer's smartest and most flattering face powder shade. Ask for Lady Esther's new shade of face powder, Malibu Tan. And now, Lady Esther presents the second act of My Reputation, starring Wayne Morris and Alexis Smith. I was in quite a mood when I went to meet Scott. His 19th century heroine was going to bridge a hundred years in one step. But I hadn't counted on Scott. He seemed to realize at once that I was out of character. He opened the door, ushered me in, and then stood there looking at me rather quizzically. Hello. Hello. What's the trouble now? Trouble? You expected me, didn't you? Yeah, but not quite so vehemently. Well, I, uh, uh, what are those drinks? Martinis. Would you like one? I'd love one. Martinis are practically my favorite drink. Mine, too. Here we go. Thank you. To us. Oh, I'm sorry. Cigarette? Please. Don't let the martinis bother you. They're an acquired taste, like anchovies. Light? Thanks. <coughs> oh, 
never could smoke this brand. All right. What's next on the program? Well, I... I suppose it's your move. Jess, uh, would you like to tell me about it? I suppose you know anyway. You always know everything. I had a row with Mother about coming here. I see. And you defied her and came. Uh-huh. You managed to punch one little hole in your cocoon, and now you think the rest is up to me. Scott, I, I hope you'll forgive me. Oh, there's nothing to forgive. Here, sit on a couch. It's very comfortable. Now, be a good girl and drink your martini. As it happens, I loathe martinis. Well, that's a nice straight answer for once. Look, uh, why don't you just lean back and relax? Well, you're, you're not a very relaxing person. Honey, you know something? What? I'm going to take you right out to dinner. All through that fall, I saw a lot of Scott. And when the holidays came, it seemed only natural to invite him over on Christmas Eve. The boys were home from school for their winter vacation. I hadn't stopped to think about that. And all that evening, I was too busy and happy to worry about anything. Jin and Carrie and some others came in, and we had a wonderful time, decorating the tree and singing all the old carols. And then later, when the boys had gone to bed and the others had left... Well, Scott, now you've seen me as I really am. Home, children. I don't think the boys quite approve of me. Well, everything's a little strange for them this Christmas. You like them, don't you? Oh, of course I do. They're your kids. It was wonderful having you here tonight. Uh, you didn't invite me here on purpose by any chance? Well, now that you mention it, maybe I did. Oh, <laughs> Jess. Oh, Scott. Scott, dear. Jessica, uh, listen to me a minute. I want to talk to you. What? Well, I hate to say it because I like you so much. You're a swell gal, Jess. I don't want to change you. But I don't see how I can help it if we go on together. You you want to stop seeing me? Oh, no, no. Of course I don't. But I know myself, and I'm beginning to understand you. And I'd feel like a heel if I didn't tell you what I've got to tell you. So then you'd better tell me if you feel that way. Well, seeing you here tonight with your kids in this house that you once shared with your husband... Oh, don't talk about that, please. Not now. Uh, can't you see that I have to? You've been a wife and a pretty good one. You expect a love affair to lead to marriage because that's the way you were brought up, but... Scott, I... are you trying to tell me that you're not the marrying kind? Well, I... I haven't got anything against marriage. I, I just never felt it was right for me. Look, Jess, I... Suppose you let me think for myself. But there's no future in this. There's a war going on. I'm in the Army. I might be gone in a week or be here in six months. But in the end, I'll have to go. I'll cross my bridges when I come to them. Oh, women are funny. I better go now, Jess. Scott, please don't take it so big. I know what I'm doing. I wonder. We have a date then? Uh-huh. New Year's Eve. I wouldn't be a bit surprised. tonight. One of those nightclubs, I guess. Keith, do you think it's true? You know what we heard Gretchen Hawk's mother say this afternoon about Mom and Major Landis. Oh, not Mom. She wouldn't do anything that's wrong. Hey, there's a car. They must be back. Hey, Kim, I've got a swell idea. 
Let's go out there to have the stairs, and when she starts coming up, we'll yell, Happy New Year. Well, Mom will like that. She sure will. Come on. It's still so early, Scott. You'll have a nightcap, won't you? What'll it be? Well, I started with bourbon. I'd better stay with it. Bourbon it is. Here's luck to us, Scott. Luck? <laughs> this is the best of all. I wish now we'd just stayed here by ourselves. Uh, Jessica, I, uh... And there's so much to look forward to. Oh, I have so many plans. Uh, listen, Jessica. I'll have to hand it to you straight. This is our last evening together. Scott. Yeah, I got my orders to leave for New York, 7 o'clock this morning. That's why I brought you home so early. I should have told you earlier, perhaps, but uh, I couldn't. You were having such a good time. I knew it could happen suddenly, but not quite as soon as this. Scott, is this it? Yeah. Yeah, I'll be shipped across. How soon? I don't know. Pretty soon, I guess. Scott, I'm going to New York, too. Oh, look, Jess. Uh... I don't care how little time there is. I'll take that risk. All that matters is I be with you. But, Jess, you... That's the only thing that counts, that I love you. I thought if I didn't admit it to myself, when the time came and you went, I could pick up my old life again and forget you. But now I... You still have to do that, Jessica. But now I don't want to forget you. Ever. Oh, don't say things like that, please. Listen, Scott. Some people can take love casually. I never could. Paul was the only man I ever loved until I met you. That's why I was so timid, so unsure. But I'm strong now. You've given me strength. And unless you don't want me to go along, I... Jessica, I'd rather have you with me than anything in the world. Then nothing will stop me. Nothing. Well, you'll need a reservation. I don't care how scarce they are. If I can't get one this morning, I'll keep on trying. Now go along. You'd better hurry. You still have to pack, and so do I. Okay, American Airlines, 7 o'clock. 7, darling, on the dock. I think we've packed everything, Mrs. Drummond. Anything else you want, I can send. Thank you, Anna. When the boys go back to school, you'll take them to the train. Now, don't you worry about a thing. But it's after six. The cab will be here. You'd better go in and tell them goodbye. Yes, I was just going to. Kim? Keith, are you awake? Boys, I hate to wake you up so early, but I... Kim, what are you doing? Why are you packing that bag? We're not going to live here anymore. We're going to live with Grandmother. With Grandmother? Why? When we were up when Major Landis brought you home. We heard what you said. Oh, but boys, I... You don't care about us anymore. All you think about is him. Oh, that isn't true. It isn't true, Keith. I... Mom, don't you remember Dad at all? Don't say that. Please don't. You know I remember Dad. No, you don't. Nobody remembers Dad but us. Keith, dear... Can't you understand? People have to go on living even if those they love die. It makes no difference if he died. You belong to Dad. Oh, Kim. Kim, there's so much that you boys don't know. If, if I could only make you understand. Boys, you know how terribly ill Dad was for almost two years. But you didn't know how I used to sit up with him. Night after night, because he couldn't sleep. And during the day when the pains got bad, he didn't want the nurse. He always wanted me. All my days and all my nights. And then, after he died, I was so terribly lonely. 
No one needed me anymore. Not even you boys. Gee, Mom. Remember the day after the funeral, when you went to the ball game? And all those other days when you always had something important to do. I... Sometimes I had to bite my lips to keep from asking you to stay with me. Why didn't you tell us, Mom? And after you'd gone away to school, I got so I dreaded coming home. If I hadn't happened to meet Major Landis, I, I don't know what would have become of me. Does he mean as much to you now as Dad used to? Don't say used to, Kim. Dad still means just as much. But in a different way. Someday when you're older, you'll understand. I... I lost Dad. And now I'm losing Major Landis. He's being shipped out. I may never see him again. It's... It's very hard to lose someone you love. Mom... Mom. Oh, don't please, Keith. Don't cry, dear. I don't want you to be unhappy, Mom. I don't want you to be unhappy. I won't be. I promise you. Mom, will it be all right if we stay here to live? Of course it will. Oh, of course it will, Kim. Come on, Keith. Let's get this bag unpacked. American Airlines, flight 52 for New York, now loading at gate 3. Flight 52 for New York, now loading. Scott! Scott! Hiya, Jess, over here. Oh, Scott, I was afraid I'd miss you. So was I. Listen, I wangled a reservation for you. Oh, darling, darling, I can't go to New York. I want to, but I can't, I can't. Something's happened. The boys were running away. I managed to stop them, but they cried. It broke my heart. I can't let them down. No. Of course you can't. Scott, I'm going back on my word to you. But you can take it. They can't. Just. I... Forgive me, Scott. If you want to remember me, think of someone who tried to fly but found she had roots too deep. Darling, I'm glad your wings are clipped. You're no camp follower. You tried to be because you loved me. You thought that's what I wanted. Maybe I thought so, too. Maybe I've changed. People do change. You learned to like martinis, didn't you? Scott... All right. Maybe I haven't changed at all. Maybe deep down, every man likes to see a woman blush. Flight 52 for New York. Listen, Jess, I haven't time to say what I'd like. But when I come back, and I know I'm coming back, will you be waiting for me? Scott? Oh, Scott. <laughs> How about it? Those tears mean yes or no? Oh, darling, darling, I'll never, never be lonely again. Flight 52, now leaving for New York. Hey, hold that gate. I'm coming. Wait for me, Jess. Wait for me. I'll wait, Scott. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Thank you, Wayne Morris and Alexis Smith, for your fine performances in tonight's play. It was a pleasure to be here, Mr. Bradley. We know how much this radio program contributes to the Motion Picture Relief Fund and its country house. And we all feel it's a great privilege to share in that work. And now, here's a word from one of America's best-known beauty authorities, Lady Esther. Thank you, Miss Smith. Aren't you glad it's only the 7th of July and you still have the whole summer before you? A whole summer of wonderful weekends when you can bask in the sun and get your skin beautifully suntanned. Here's a new way to get a really wonderful suntan. 
smooth and even with no dry, flaky look. Just use my Lady Esther Four Purpose Face Cream, the same pure white cream you use for cleansing and beautifying your skin. It's so simple it sounds incredible, but you'll be thrilled by the results. Whenever you're out in the sun, just put a delicate film of my Lady Esther Four Purpose Face Cream over all your skin that's exposed. The moment your skin absorbs the cream, apply more. Keep your skin lightly coated with Lady Esther Four Purpose Face Cream all the time you're in the sun. Your skin will tan more quickly, and it won't get that parched, dried-out look. Here's another big advantage. When you use Lady Esther Cream for sun tanning, the heat of the sun helps my cream loosen and remove the stubborn dirt which clogs pore openings. When this clogging dirt is removed, your pores look smaller, your skin looks finer. Remember, I'm talking about my Lady Esther four-purpose face cream. It's not a special suntan cream, but it does a wonderful suntanning job. Just try it next weekend. See if you don't get the loveliest suntan you've ever had. Ladies and gentlemen, after five uninterrupted years of bringing you these shows on Monday nights, the Screen Guild players are taking a well-deserved summer vacation. We'll be back in the fall with the finest stories and the outstanding stars of the screen to entertain you again. Look for us then. My Reputation was produced and directed by Bill Lawrence, adapted by Harry Cronman, and was presented through the courtesy of Warner Brothers, producers of the Technicolor picture Life with Father. Music on tonight's program was arranged and conducted by Wilbur Hatch. Alexis Smith can now be seen in the Warner Brothers production, The Two Mrs. Carrolls. Wayne Morris is now co-starring with James Cagney and William Bendix in William Cagney's forthcoming production, The Time of Your Life. This is Truman Bradley speaking for Lady Esther. Thank you. And good night. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System.